to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone DeRochefort, and I, I, this episode is brought to you by Allegra Frank. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for all the money that you gave us to do this episode. All the money I don't make. Yeah. We'll and Chelsea have. Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Your lack of financial contributions have been noted, but that's okay. Your I, time will come. I wanted to be Spawn Con. <laughs> You'll always be Spawn Con in my heart, Chelsea. Oh, thank you. What is that? Sponsored content. Ew. Who the fuck says that? <laughs> Sponsors. <laughs> wow. Like Simone and I both whispered it to you. I <laughs> guess how, like, both of you are now in the marketing department and talk like assholes. Oh, no. <sighs> Sorry to all the assholes out there that are in the marketing department. Sorry, it's okay. I also did marketing before, so I, too, am an, am an asshole. <laughs> Recovered marketer, Ashley O. Um, well, today we have a very exciting show for you. Obviously, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out next week. We'll be talking about that. Uh, and Ashley and I will be talking about games that we've played, one of them being Moonlighter, which I am finally playing on Switch. But first, controversy in the land of video game film adaptations. <laughs> the first poster for the upcoming Sonic film was released today. And on that poster, we don't see all of Sonic, which is perhaps a good thing because that sort of thing should be, I guess, drip-fed to us slowly so that we don't die of shock. We did see his outline, and from that outline, you can make out delicate fur and ripped thighs that Sonic... Ripped ripped arms, too? Is and it ripped mm -hmm. arms. Yeah. The thighs were more ripped. The thighs were definitely mm -hmm. really ripped. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about this new development? Um, my first reaction was they effed up my boyfriend because oh, no. I love Sonic <laughs> and we are dating. Um, this basically is reminiscent of the Pokemon problem, right? Mm -hmm. Because Sonic is insanely furry, um, <laughs> which is not accurate. Um but, um, he, but nobody is defending this. That's the thing. With the Pikachu. Yeah. With Pikachu, it was a little... I, I found it disturbing, but it was a little less so. But this Sonic, like... Hedgehogs don't have fur in that same way. They have quills. I don't think I would be okay with quills either, but there's no reason he should have long hair like this, and there's no reason that tiny stick-legged Sonic should have bulky-ass legs. He can run so fast, mm. Allegra, and he's running all the time. Yeah. He's also, in the original games, he doesn't have quills anyway. Yeah, he does. no, he doesn't have so, quills. So, like, I don't understand like people freaking out about this but I guess well, I was trying to think about this in the morning and I think the reason why I was like, less so with Pikachu right is because there's like a cuteness factor mm -hmm. so whether or not I felt like it was realistic it's like oh but still it can translate into one version of a cuteness thing <laughs> where I guess with Sonic like I know you do think he's cute, but <laughs> Some not, people wow. but so. not in the same way, I guess. So because there isn't sort of like this small, cute animal thing, maybe because it's like, yeah, the the muscles, the humanoid yeah, features. Yeah, like Pikachu is designed to be your pet. Sonic is designed to be your rad 90s boyfriend. Like he's rad. He's not cute. He's But he he's has edgy. muscles. So and now he is your muscular boyfriend. that be part of your boyfriend? 
Can muscles be part of your boyfriend? Not my boyfriend. Not Allegra's boyfriend. (laughs) Boyfriend, Allegra's boyfriends have to have zero muscles. Like their body definition should not even be able to lift their skeleton off. Thank you. You shouldn't be able to distinguish a shape of them at all. I describe my boyfriends as boys who like to sit down a lot, which ironically is not Sonic, but he does look like a boy who sits down a lot. He's very skinny. No, he has a little tum. He got a tum. Really? He looks like a... kind of stands at an angle, right? And it looks like his tongue is pretty flat. That's why he stands at an angle. <laughs> but if you oh stand at God. an angle, you would see it um, stick out more. But it doesn't. <laughs> we're, we're about to upend glasses I know, here. This is really beverage. Well, so, Ashley's like, no, you should see more tongue. I have a point of contention, which is that there's that quote from, is it the director? There's a quote from somebody working on the movie who's saying, well, we wanted to make it realistic. If he didn't have fur, he would look nude. Well, and... It's not. It's not fucking realistic either way. Yeah, he's a hedgehog. But what if they modeled him and he was just like blue and smooth? Yeah, like I don't want huh. that. But I'm saying their justification for it yeah. is weak. It would not stand up in a court of law. Mm. A I, court of fur. I guess that we think about it. Okay, so smooth out, fur out, quills out. Okay, so then what do we want? You know, like <laughs> I don't no think Sonic movie. I mean, that's my opinion personally, but. That's true. If we are having a Sonic movie, like what in our eyes is the best way to show Sonic? I think fur would be fine, but it's the same thing with Pikachu where it's just really dense fur. It just there's a lot of volume there. I don't think it should be that long. But it was an outline. I feel like his fur was sort of shorter than Pikachu's, no? Yeah, he's backlit, so it's kind of hard to it tell. It is hard to tell. I think you could be right, Ashley. Also, like, what if his face is even worse than that the fur? Would, actually, that the, other, the other quote was like, oh yeah, there's something about the eyes. They're like, nobody at Sega's gonna like these eyes. <gasps> and I was like, what? Did they say that? Yeah, they said something like, we don't think Sega's going to appreciate the creative choice we made with his eyes. <gasps> so, also, yeah, here's the... Their the, explanation, sorry, was like, oh, we never see both of his eyes because he's always from the side. What? We've seen this binch's eyes many times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the only text you're considering is like Sonic's Genesis games where he's running to the side. Yeah, he like, has 3D games. But Sonic has a Yuna eye, right? Oh, oh, they are kind of attached. They are, so I up. think they're giving got, him a, a, a they're giving him two eyes. <gasps> Somebody in the Polygon comments said that they could make out a single beady eye. Oh my god, wait. Poster. No, you're right. I never thought about how technically like aren't his eyes connected? Yep, they're connected. So then Oh no. Oh shit, Look you're right. Once you separate the eyes. Once you separate Oh them. god, it probably looks Simone, you were totally I can't believe that that perfect perfect um well, but- metaphor you made about uh <sighs> About the whole, like, this needs to be fed to us, like, over a drip. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> to cushion us from the shock. Simone just zoomed in on the silhouette of an eyeball. And I don't... I think that's If an you eyeball. zoom into his, his picture... Well, yeah, if you, I'm, yeah. Looking, I'm looking at him from Smash. And yeah. he's got... I didn't really think about that little bridge being mm-hmm. part of his eyes. Yeah. It is. So it is. he'll have uh, a two... Two eyes Two instead eyes. of the the unit eye, as you said, um, and so with oh, the oh, start no continue. His your hands thought. are very large, and I know they're very large in the games and in Smash, but it's almost like a Mickey Mouse type thing. Yeah, you want to talk about something else with his hands? But, Clearly, from this photo, from the shading of the hands being so much darker from the fur arm, it is a different texture. Wait, I think he has naked hands. They're yeah, they're not gloves. <gasps> they're Wait, naked. Oh no. Oh, 
Oh God! He just Here, has look at his hand. naked hand. Please no. Yes, he has naked hand. Fuzzy hands. Oh God! Oh, naked. This just gets worse because I honestly didn't even pay attention to the thighs and the calves. He's like, what? How could you not? Because I kept looking at the top. <laughs> he's wearing a long fur turtleneck and he's got naked hands coming out. Oh yeah, that's so weird. Does yeah. he have four fingers or five? <laughs> Do you think he'll have a snout? Because he does technically have a snout. Yeah, in I the, think you can, he's gotta have you can kind of see that. There's like a little point there. Oh, but it's beep. not as nearly as pronounced. I see. Oh, my God. No, but that eye is very beady. I said BB. Beady uh, eye. <laughs> I hadn't closely looked at this photograph until now. I, I just kind of like yeah. ran away. I His honestly feel physically ill. Oh, no. His shoes actually do look great, which is nice. But yeah. They're well um, rendered. I've got to f- oh, take carry on. Well, actually. he also doesn't, um, unless he wears ankle socks. I don't think he might that, be. Maybe he doesn't wear socks because his body's covered in fur. Because if you have oh fur, you don't God. need to get your sweat. And that's why can't. he doesn't have gloves. Wait, but it looks like his gloves, his hands are skin. Yeah. It looks like skin to me. Skin naked. God, this I mean, it's this all isn't dark, coming out until November of next year, so we could. We could potentially be seeing marketing for Sonic for a whole year. I, I would love what, that. What confuses me the most is that this is a Sonic the Hedgehog poster, and yet they've like really accentuated human parts of him. That like yeah. he's not really supposed to be a human, but he has calves and hamstrings like a human. He has like all these like anatomically beefed up features and it's like dude but you're not a human also why are you calling him naked he's not even a <laughs> he's person he's an animal animals can't be naked he's a hedgehog man what if he like <laughs> he comes out and he's like a full man height like a instead of being like you know I would imagine Sonic and thing <laughs> is like short. three feet tall oh my <laughs> god he's probably like six feet tall I'm like, imagining him next to like Usain Bolt or something <laughs> like a bunch of Olympians dude they're going to do a crossover you know they're going to try to like get ah. Usain Bolt they're going to offer him so much money and be like we need you to do something you already did that maybe he's the character man. model for oh my god <laughs> he already did Temple Run so he has nothing left he's he did Temple like, Run yeah he was in the Temple Run too I think wow. he might have been it in a honestly, Pokemon commercial too like if you look if you cover Sonic's head, just the body down. It looks like a fucking human body. It is a human mm-hmm. body. Um, he's a human but man. The, I think the thing that uh, yeah, bothers yeah, yeah. me is besides the extremely jacked human figure, it's the fact that this jacked human fuzzy figure will have Ben Schwartz's voice coming out of <gasps> it. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, the um, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Oh, fuck, that's right. That's horrible. I literally forgot. Does he I'm jacked and I'm now. the worst. Does he, does he, have, uh, does, does Ben Schwartz like talk like a normal person or does he always talk like John Ralphio? He always kind of sounds like John Ralphio, honestly. This I think that's actually perfect. Spot on. 100% perfect voice casting. Yep. Yep. Settled with it. big ass thighs. Mm, Imagine surprise. Ben Schwartz with big ass thighs. I do. I am. Maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't really looked at his lower half. It's not often on screen. It's mostly That's just true. the face area. Yeah. So. His lower half isn't really on screen. I will <laughs> say as someone who almost exclusively inspects lower halves. What? <laughs> he looks like a boy who sits down a lot. You don't expect- <laughs> Wait. I, I like to look at a good butt, baby. Wait, wait, so you don't, but you said you didn't like good butts because. No, I do like no, good butts. No, they're good sitting butts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so they're not like a, it's not like a strong muscular no, butt no, for you. It's like a, a fat butt. Mm. Oh, well, well, this Sonic we, is going to have rock hard butt. Rock hard <laughs> butt. Does Sonic yep. have a tail? 
No. No. Hedgehogs and we're going to have, have to tails, move on right? from this particular topic because <laughs> I know it's going to be coming up over and over again. Please email us to answer Ashley's question. Oh, if hedgehogs yeah. have they tail. don't. They're very round. Wait, Sonic has a tail. Sonic has a No, wait. What is that? No. Oh, shoot. He does have a tail. No. That's not, that looks like the, you know the thing they attach uh, at the bottom of toothbrushes for like the the little rubber pick? Oh yeah. That's what it looks like. You thought you were moving on. You guys, I'm starting to think Sonic doesn't look like a real hedgehog. I don't think hedgehogs have tails. So yeah, definitely in his pose in this poster, you can't tell if he has a tail because of the way he's standing. So hopefully next time we'll see if he's got like a rock hard butt and a tail. I hope. And um and beady little eyeballs. So shall we open the floor up to smash? Since I think yes. that will take up most of our day today. Oh, they a little t- a little real hedgehog. No, nope. has brought up a tail. Look at that. All spiky butt, no tail. <laughs> no tail. No tail. Sorry. Go Hedgehogs on. Are wow. Cute. Wait. Okay. Oh, um feet. Chelsea, talk about Smash really quick while I look up Ben Schwartz's lower half and hedgehogs. <laughs> okay, this is important. Smash Brothers is fun it's, it's good so good it's so good uh i i really did enjoy playing a lot of smash i i reviewed it for polygon you can read that review uh i did complain about it because i feel like that's the true sign of loving smash brothers is complaining about it <laughs> that's true um but i i really enjoyed it it was probably this is probably the first smash brothers in a long time where i feel like other people will want to play it with me oh sorry really? sorry brawl <laughs> No. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's just like maybe me of like Melee was a thing that all of my friends played together. And this is something like it. Uh, can can I, you answer a dumb question for me? I can answer yeah. all of the dumb it's questions. It's about Smash. Yeah. <laughs> so I know there are, you know, people fall into, I mean, sometimes, right? Like separate camps of like melee yes or brawl can you explain i mean aside from the the console difference of melee and brawl well okay of like what makes those two so different so melee had a lot of stuff that was kind of left like it was never patched or anything it was just you know it was the gamecube so it was this one version and the competitive players playing melee eventually just figured out ways to exploit the game um that it wasn't maybe necessarily designed for but it like involves a lot of like dexterity and stuff like that so uh you hear terms like wave dashing or things like that and that's just basically like ways that competitive players have learned to exploit the game systems there's like there's a a very cheap thing you can do with ice climbers where you can infinitely grab someone and like just keep grabbing them because there's two of them (laughs) oh ice climbers and that was called wobbling someone you'd grab and over and over and over so it was like basically it's illegal in most tournaments uh, for a while, at least. And, like, boasts... So that is, like, just this sectionist community that's, like, we're going to still play on CRTs. We're still going to play with the original GameCube or, like, emulators on Wii. Um, and any super... Any Melee fans can feel free to correct me because I'm still, like... I don't know as much, but this is basically what I understand. is like, they were like, well, this is it. These, these are the set kind of parameters, and we want to continue to play this way. Uh, because like we figured out ways to kind of change the game and morph the game into a competitive fighting game. Um, mm-hmm. Like they'll play no items, 1v1 kind of like, mm-hmm. which is normally how it's played competitively, but it's just like very stripped down into this like weird slow dance hmm. almost. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. 
Versus Brawl took a lot of that stuff out. Right? Yeah. And Brawl was the first one to add final smashes, which is like actually the one of the things that I hated personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are those? So it's like you'll see kind of a floating ball bounce around the screen. And if you get it, you get like a ridiculously overpowered move. Uh-huh. And that was, and it, like that move would take up the whole screen or sometimes it'd have a long animation. It was like Kirby would get a giant pot and put everyone <laughs> yeah. in it. Whoa, a pot? Yeah, because he was like cooking for some reason. He, he was, was really cooking great. people? He, he was cooking people. He was he cooking awesome. Awesome. Okay, Kirby's go on while I Google. <laughs> <laughs> Landmaster, that one was the worst. Oh, they were so annoying. And they're and to be fair, they're still annoying. Uh, but I like at least in this new game, you can, you can just have it a meter that builds up instead of chasing a ball around mm, the screen. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think, yeah, so when the one came out for Wii U, the comp- uh, most people had stuck to playing Melee. And then the Wii U came out, version came out, and a lot of people switched to that. And then were like, this is, look, we want to be with the future, the one that Nintendo is sponsoring. We like the changes they've made. Mm-hmm. Like, we like the new characters they added. So, like, that was where there was a big riff in the fighting game community. Ashley's enjoying Sorry, I found a, a picture lot. of Kirby with the chef hat. Oh, it's, it's so, so In great. front of a pot in a ladle. I know. I wish they'd actually, like, that one was the one I wish they'd kept. because yeah, they changed his, it. his new one is just a rainbow sword. I'm like, come on. I want the Kirby Aww. with the pot. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, like, we kind of, no one really knows if people that were playing the Wii U Smash, which they call Smash 4, are they going to switch to Ultimate? That's, like, just too early to tell. But I think it was just like that's the big division of the community is people who want to play the new game and people who have figured out this system and like doing it the old way and like kind of expanding that craft. Do you think that Smash Ultimate is like Brawl or do you think it's like a completely different? I think it's closer. It's closer to the Wii U U one, which came after Brawl. Brawl was for the Wii. And. Oh God! Which one? What was the name of the one that Super came out? Smash Bros. for Wii U? Was the, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That, that's oh. why people call it Smash Four because it's not a good name. <laughs> it's a, such a bad name. I see. Great if you're trying to hit word count mm-hmm. <laughs> for Wii U for 3DS. Which, but so like Ultimate, I feel like has a lot of the same system. Is like built upon that those systems and improved. Like you can see that they tweaked a lot of those characters, but it feels like more of the of the like that versus melee will will probably be the thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like ultimate also like it feels so unique to me, which is interesting. Versus Smash Four felt like not reiterative, but like building upon the things beset by like Smash Brawl and melee a little bit. Versus with the spirit stuff in this one, mm-hmm. it really feels like a completely different like more single player oriented game, or at least like. It allows for more single-player stuff than the previous games. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, like, that's what I'm more interested in because I don't do competition. <laughs> and I hate Except in Super people. Mario Tennis. Or Mario Tennis Aces. Oh, yeah. That's true. I do like some multiplayer games. But, um, I mean, and I love Smash Brothers, too. But I've been having so much fun just dicking around with the Spirits mode, which is so different because it, like, changes up parameters every single match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Spirits are, like, RPG like add-ons. It's so interesting. Are the spirits kind of like assist trophies? Yeah, they're basically reworked. Or not assist trophies, just like regular trophies. Assist trophies are the ones that actually come in and assist you. The spirits are things that you can attach to your character and then it can add like you, maybe you'll start off with a certain item or maybe you'll uh, move faster or be lighter or be heavier. So it kind of just adds additional I- attributes. Um which is interesting because it makes this like weird. It adds this customization element, uh-huh. um, and it's that, like 
can you assign any spirit to any character or are there only set spirits for certain characters? Um, so some spirits like only will enhance a certain character or it will only really be relevant if you're fighting against a certain character. It'll be like, oh, this makes you more defensive against Lucario's blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But any character really can use any spirit. It's just like based on what spirits you have and collect. Are they like floating and around? Can you see them? No, you can't. It, it <laughs> doesn't no goddamn sense. It is, this is very hard to explain. It's I so would say like, this explain. is what I was like, they took elements, there's elements in here from like Fire Emblem of like that triangle of power type yeah. thing. There's also elements of Persona and that you can break down spirits and then like buy better ones. Oh. But then do you still have the original? Nope, they're gone. Do you have you to get it? Can you get it back? You buy them or do you like infuse them with other ones? No, you don't even, you, you oh. literally are just like saving, you get their, oh. you get their cores. I read your explainer on Spirits of Allegra when you first experienced it at the demo. That was it didn't one make of any the, goddamn That sense. was one of the hardest things I've ever read. It was read not your fault that it didn't make no, any goddamn sense. No, it makes sense. It was I so hard. I, may, I messed up because I forgot to read your coverage before I started playing and I was just like, what? is happening i yeah. don't know hmm. uh there was definitely a period in spirits mode where i was like mm -hmm. okay and and what else in it's, my head i always imagined that it would be like a kirby thing where they would adopt some characteristics of your spirit like that on would be great little, that would but, be but i so guess hard that, to animate i guess <laughs> yeah i mean definitely but well, uh, sakurai has plenty of time and energy to do that oh <laughs> leave that poor man alone everyone <laughs> just leave him alone i feel so bad for him Oh, I hope he God. can finally rest. But, okay, that makes sense. I clearly did not read the explainer, but I'm doing a great job by asking questions for people who didn't know that there was an explainer. Yo, this is, these are, it's okay. These are very good questions that you guys are asking. Because this, I, I definitely think that, like, I could not introduce Smash Brothers to, like, a person who didn't know a shit ton about Nintendo and already wasn't into the franchise. As a person who played it, ever so briefly on Friday. It makes no fucking sense! Wait, the spirits thing or? All of it. All There's of so it? many characters. Just imagine, like, everything is fast. Uh, I can't see. Yeah, There's you can't see. people That's, hitting other people. That is exactly why I'm not gonna be in our Polygon Smash tournament because Fuck that. Oh, I don't have directional. Ten, I don't have 10,000 hours to learn about this game that's too fast for me. Ah. Ah. It's it's hard. And like even as someone who's played a ton of Smash, if the camera zooms out and it's one of those fast moving levels and there's like four people in assist trophies, I often am like, where am I? Am I? Where am I? I'm there. Okay. I found I actually, myself. I did great on uh, the Mute City level where it's like the a bunch of moving cars. What? I hate that level. no one could find me. <laughs> yeah, that's the trick is oh being smarter than the level. Yes. <laughs> but doesn't that like keep moving, right? Can't yeah. you get like stuck off screen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what always happened to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That did happen to me oh a few my times. God. I just need to find a mode where it's like, okay. Everyone's just going to do flat levels. Is there a way to customize your games in that, like, can you opt to not have spirits? Or are yes. those like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you can, you don't have to play regular smack, like the regular just versus mode with them. So can you, like, customize it almost to be, like, that super stripped down version? Yeah. To Actually, resemble, like, an old one? My favorite thing about it is that you, you make your rules before you even like pick your levels and stuff and you oh. can create and save rule sets and which is what I was doing a lot oh, of. Oh, you can save those? Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, you name them and save them and you're like, oh, I just want like, I want, you can like go in and individually turn off different items that you don't want to deal with, oh. which I love. Yeah. And you can also like, 
if you you can turn off certain levels from never appearing if you pick random level. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's really yeah, great. I did that. And so I did that. I turned off the smash ball. So now I just have everyone builds up their meter and gets their mm-hmm. final thing at one, like, like at different that. times. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I was like, this is so much, like there's a lot of quality of life. It's really easy to change your buttons and then save them to a profile that you can always use. Like mm-hmm. lots of stuff to make this the, like mechanically the easiest one. But mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that you said it's hard for you to introduce Smash Brothers to someone who's never played it or like doesn't have that same deep love or knowledge of Nintendo because I've always seen it as like I was talking to my roommate yesterday because I was hogging the TV all weekend just being like I'm sorry that I'm hogging the TV and they'd be like that's okay and I wouldn't be like <laughs> you can use it I would just be like I'm hogging it. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's just how it is now. Like, it was 4K TV. <laughs> I'd be like eight hours later they'd be like oh you're still here? I'm like yep. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, hey, you guys can play. Like, I find this to be, like, one of the most accessible games ever. And they were like, no. And no. I was like, okay, well, I'm still using this. It's, but it's like, not. I don't feel like it's accessible at all. I just, but you like, did get them to play, right? Uh, we were playing Mario Tennis. Oh, okay. That one I taught my roommate how to play. And she won one time. But with um, <laughs> Smash Brothers, I don't know, because it's, like, essentially four buttons. Like, it's really two buttons. You're wrong. <laughs> let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> because of the fucking directional attacks. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, you can't mash. win without them. And it, like, I was playing it the other. This is my introduction to Smash, which was I think in uh, high school. Which, whereas everyone knows, I wasn't allowed to have consoles in my home. It's fine. Uh, so I was playing at a friend's house, and they they said that exact thing, which was just, yeah, come play. Uh, it's just just press buttons. It's fine. And that is so patently untrue if you're playing with someone who knows how to play Smash. And on Friday when I was playing with Russ and uh, Plant, it was like someone was like, oh, yeah, okay, so A is your main attack, B is your special attack. And, oh, but wait, down B is something else. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the main attack, A, is directional also. Uh, And it's with uh, the fucking right joystick, which I don't use. Oh, you don't Uh, have to do. Okay. uh, Yes. Like, why why is it not just I'm I'm fucking, I'm moving my character with one joystick and I'm pressing a button to attack. It's not possible for somebody who isn't well-versed in directional attacks um, and stuff to do Yeah, this actually brings up, like, a huge question I have, which I saw some people commenting on. They were like, oh, I saw this tweet about over the weekend of, like, oh, you finally know, like, the state of your friendship when you go over to play the new Smash and you get handed a Joy-Con controller. (laughs) And so then I'm thinking about this game that presumably, you know, in groups of friends, one or two people, right, might get it and everyone else will play. So I feel like my question is, do you think that this is a game that would, for the first time, finally, really benefit from the Pro Controller? Would you consider yeah. getting yeah. a Pro Controller simply for this game? I got a Pro Controller literally for this game. <laughs> and I got so, a but limited like, edition so, so you do have to play on a Joy-Con and not a Pro Controller. Is it like... That's hard. A lot harder. It's I hard. imagine it, it is. Yeah. I did. The, I played on the two Joy Cons. Dog face. The little. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, I like that. I said that, and you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the den, and I was like, I don't like this. This is bad. Uh, that's what I was. That's what they made me like, play on. This is not. This is mean to you, Simone. Was it not like responsive, or was it just too? It's, small. It feels to too like, small. Because like thing. that's how I felt um, about Mario Kart on Switch, and I felt like I was the only person because. 
all of my friends, including all of you people, are playing and having so much fun. And I'm just like, I can, this is too small. I can't. I can't control where I'm going. And like, I just felt like, and even though I, I actually have child hands, my hands are extremely small. Oh yeah, compared to some, I won't even no. humiliate I myself. Hold your hand, but yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like even with Mario Kart, which is like less, you know, even like button mashing, right? There's like a lot of directional things that happen, and like I couldn't, like my hand was cramping up. So but, I can only imagine with Smash Ultimate. Do you think like your friends also should get the pro controllers? Aren't totally cheap either. No. So, but everyone get pro controllers every, for I, Christmas. I, it, I yeah, I would recommend like. Pro controllers, or dig out your GameCube controllers and and get the adapter. Oh, right, the adapter. The adapter. If you still have your GameCube controller, yeah, that might be. But I'm saying, or you could find one secondhand, maybe more mm-hmm. easily. They're selling them again. Yeah, they also are selling them. But I'm saying, like for cheaper. I was trying to find oh, like yeah. a cheaper mm. option if you only wanted the twenty dollar investment. Yeah. I see. Um, there's also that adapter that Eight Big Do is making, and I wish I actually knew the price of it. Uh, though I, I found out this weekend, if you plug it directly into the switch, it crashes the switch. Oh no! You, oh, you can only use it wirelessly. That is oh, good to know. that's a very good, important piece of advice. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, uh, oops. But yeah, I actually I played with the, my pro controller, and then I remapped the buttons to feel more like a GameCube controller. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which I was feels so weird because I'm I mostly am playing it. Well, mostly on the TV, but I was playing it handheld today. I'm like. Love it. Love playing with the Joy-Con. Love playing with one Joy-Con. I love playing with the Joy-Cons and the grip. Pro Controller is the best. But I don't know. I think I'm just, like, very accepting of Smash because I was playing yesterday, and every single time I, like, won or lost a fight, anytime I did anything, I would turn to said roommates who were tapping their feet waiting for the TV. And I was like, this is a perfect video game. And I would just get very teary because I was just like, this is so fun. And like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know directional things. I feel like I want to save this audio clip and play it back to you like one month later when Mm -hmm. you're probably just like, ah! (laughs) Well, the thing is, I put so many hours, like you, Chelsea, like, I loved Brawl, too, and everyone hates Brawl. Like, I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into Mm -hmm. all of them, including the 3DS one, which is bad. Like, I love all of these games. Mm. So even if it's, like, objectively not as good as Melee or whatever, like, I don't care. I love beating things up as Kirby. Like, Is mm -hmm. that what appeals to you about it? Yeah, it's so cathartic. It just feels so good, like, getting out my aggression and I most I literally was only playing by myself all weekend mm-hmm. and I just kept beating everyone up who was, was your main Kirby always Kirby Lucina I really like my usual main is Toon Link but I haven't unlocked him yet I'm actually really liking Isabel which I didn't like oh. at first yeah before you said that she wasn't very good also just to completely interrupt as you all know I have a very important announcement which is I don't think that Isabel should be in Smash not because she's unimportant on the contrary I think she's too precious and she needs to be protected Mm -hmm. and I notice that all of her moves are very like you know she'll put a a plant a stop sign or she'll have some pom-poms and like kind of you know push people away or like all of these extremely um like passive moves and just she shouldn't be fighting. She's like, you know, she was doing, I know she's she's doing paperwork and that could probably make her so angry too, but she's wonderful. It's like seeing your camp guidance counselor, your RA, your beloved 
this counselor. Is, this actually makes me want to be good at Isabel, though, because then I want to wreck people with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope so. That's like the only footage I want to see. I never, ever want to see anyone hurt Isabel, which might affect why I don't want to buy this game ever, because <laughs> if I pick Isabel and someone punches me, I will never get over that sight, and I'll probably cry. It's mm. very sad. It but change your relationship I mean, with them. I suppose, like, someone else asked, like, would it be more redeeming if Isabel had, like, super powerful moves and like wasn't passive right like I think for example her bun is extremely powerful looking <laughs> yeah and I think she could really whip somebody around with that huge bun you know like maybe something kind of bayonetta like about her bun yes. she's really really cute she's really great but I really just don't want to see her get hurt I really just took a mind trip to Isabel where all of her hair does other attacks to other people like bayonetta where it like opens her body and becomes a giant she's dog a bayonetta yeah. echo fighter yeah bayonetta's hair turns into a dog is Isabel's already a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. What? Oh my god! And then her hair, her fur, could turn into like the villager, or <laughs> turn into Lloyd, or turn into a big apple, or a crafting <laughs> a leaf, <bug>. a new <laughs> leaf, a, a, a giant leaf. spider that chases someone off the field. They what? Appreciate it. I don't know. I just went. No, I don't appreciate that. But is it? I appreciate like, what Ashley also, said. Also, like, look at her cute outfit. She, you know, she. I'm I'm already decorating, you know, Isabel's cafe in my pocket camp. You know, Aww. she has like a little mug and a thermos and she's got a cafe. She has a cafe. Aww. You can create your own Isabel's cafe. And I just don't want to see her get hurt. Now please tell me, Allegra, you've switched your feelings on Isabel. Mm-hmm. You like her a lot. Is it because she's just cute or have you mastered her nice, pure, her powerful, innocent moves? Innocent attacks. I'm still working on... <laughs> Ashley looks like she's going to cry. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> working on mastering her. But anytime I play against her, and it's not because I'm going easy, although I'm like, oh, baby. She always freaking murders me. She's <gasps> so good, good with that fishing pole. There's, she has a fishing pole. What does she do with the fishing pole? She throws it at you, and then she hooks you, and then, like, she'll throw you with it, basically. I love that. It's wow. very cool. Um, so I want to protect her in this house we love and protect. And I need to get good at her for that reason. So I think, like, her moveset is surprisingly better than I thought it was. And now I'm like, okay, I need to become an Isabel person so that I can make sure she is safe. Instead of just being like, you're garbage and I will never <gasps> use you. I think that's a good moral. Mm-hmm. Have you tried Isabel? Oh, not Isabel. Oh, my Lord. The villager? Yeah, villager I always really He's liked. He's evil He'd, bastard. So He's great. What, what <laughs> are his weapon or move sets he has like? He turn up. A turnip? He just pulls turnips out of the ground and throws them at people. He can also bury you. I actually want to wrap this up if we have any (laughs) final thoughts about Smash. I think that I could teach you guys Street Fighter before I could teach you Smash. Oh, wow! Oh, my God. This is terrible. No, it's not a dig to Smash. I just think that, like, the system, that system's probably actually easier. Street Fighter's so hard. I could could teach you all Street Fighter. Okay, you teach us Street Fighter. I'll try and teach you Smash. Okay, tournament style. Yeah. Wait. Montage style. Montage style. Sports <laughs> movie montage. Yes. Love a tournament and then you guys Where Ashley and I play the exact genre of games <laughs> that we don't like. Yeah. Ay, ay, This episode of The Polygon Show is brought to you by Quip. There's a buzzy gift that's on everyone's list this year. It's something they'll use twice every day. 
And it was featured on Oprah's O-List. And it's perfect for everyone with a mouth. This gift is Quip, an electric toothbrush designed to make brushing better. It has sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle on your fragile gums, but good on your teeth and in between them where the plaque lives. And it's got a built-in timer with guiding pulses to remind you when to switch sides so you won't have one side of your mouth that's just filthy and another side that's perfect, which we all have until we get Quip. Quip is the gift that keeps refreshing, with brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. And you can even gift prepaid refills for a year to make sure that you or your friends and loved ones who you're gifting the Quip to are never using old, worn-out, or ineffective bristles. Think of the cleanliness effect you could have on your loved one's mouth. I myself have a quip and I use it often when I travel because it is so compact and easy to fit into my toiletry bag. And of course, I do enjoy the aforementioned timed pulses to remind me what side of my mouth I'm supposed to be brushing. Then I only have to think about what side of the teeth in that quarter of my mouth I have to be brushing, which is about as much information as I can handle. That's why I love Quip and why they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price, starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com polygon right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your giftee that. That is, again, your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash polygon. Thank you so much, Quip, for sponsoring this episode of The Polygon Show. Pushing boundaries and empowering women along the way, the On Her Turf podcast highlights amazing women and even their male allies who are champions on and off the field and who motivate everyday people to be the best versions of themselves. Join host Katherine Tappan as she speaks with a new powerhouse guest each week, from WNBA star Candace Parker to the owner of the Buffalo Bills, Kim Pagula, and learn what drives them and how you can apply lessons they've learned to your everyday life. Listen to the On Her Turf podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I've been playing a very different kind of game this week, and that game is Moonlighter. Have we talked about Moonlighter on the show yet? I don't think so. I think we were, did we talk about it a little bit, but not, like, to explain it, but that's about it? Jenna, oh, oh Jenna talked Jenna about it. Jenna talked about it. Oh, that's right. No, we've already talked about it. Well, you can. Well, yeah, tell us your experience. I wasn't here, anything. so. Oh, hey, high five. Soft high five. Non-loud high five. <laughs> oh, a gentle audio kiss. Yes. Ew. Um, Ew. That's the yeah, name the, of the episode. Sorry, I just pulled my skirt like all the way up to my face. What are you doing? Stop. Why did you go up this high? I mean, it's not as creepy as if it were a pair of pants <laughs> that were like all the way up to I look like, I look like um, Elizabeth Steve Bennett. Yeah. No. <laughs> Steve <Urkel>. To be <laughs> honest, you could use that entire skirt as a dress as like a strapless dress yeah if you pulled it all the way up which no, you're no, doing no no she's doing it <laughs> now. oh i love it, it look at works. you you should just belt it and then it would work that's great okay cool so i'm gonna sit back down 
and pull my skirt down <laughs> to where it belongs. <laughs> the ground! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should definitely lighter. record right after lunch more often. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet, baby! I'm very hungry! That's probably um, <laughs> Moonlighter is a very cute game that... Um, Immediately reminded me of our fantasy for what we wanted from Fallout 76. I think we talked about on the E3 episode, Ashley, where I just wanted to run a cafe in Fallout 76 and just, like, have it be sort of like Little Dragon Cafe but in the wasteland, which, as we know, did not happen for Fallout 76, although uh, Cass, who is playing it, has she has a friend who is, like, role-playing a store owner, but that that's too much work for me. So I'm playing Moonlighter, which is a very cute game that's on Switch now where you go adventuring in dungeons by night, and then by day you take all your loot and you sell it in your store that you own, and you get to set prices for it, and you see how people respond to them and items that are more in demand you can start charging more for. Oh, no. And it's, <laughs> yes. Capitalist <laughs> demon Simone. <laughs> It's me, my true and final form. Um, and I'm very much enjoying it, although I, I had a hard time to start. But, like, the, that gameplay loop of selling things, going out, selling things, going out, it's maybe, like, 20 minutes total or less even. So it is very easy to do the like, oh, one more cycle, kind of like Stardew Valley, one more cycle. Oh, I know what I want to do tomorrow, one more cycle. 1,000 more gold in my coffers <laughs> so that I can buy a new sword. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, swords cost 4,000 gold because everything in that world is so expensive. <laughs> wow, inflation really took hold there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's very cute. Um, and it is satisfying my, my fantasies of running a store. It's about as, as in-depth as I wanted that to be. Yeah. So there's my story. That's what I'm doing this week. That's cute. Um, it was fun. Oh, no, please. I was just gonna say, I'm playing it while I'm listening to podcasts because there's no dialogue. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, when I I was online, sorry, please, you also go. No, I just know. <laughs> I love games where you can. I want more games where I can listen to podcasts while playing them. That's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. very rare. I feel Breath like. of the Wild is also perfect for that. I think Smash is going to be my game for that. And actually, I was thinking yeah. of you, but well, not you actually. I was thinking of Chelsea because I know you said that you needed a game yeah. to listen to. Put your mouth by the microphone. <laughs> anyway, stop so twisting. I, was, <laughs> I just keep preparing to like. She's talk. twisting with her bottom half while keeping her top half stationary. It's very weird. Um, I keep thinking I'm going to start hacking, but I kept like I, I was online on Switch like all weekend. Thank you, and um, I would see who was online, and most people were playing Smash, but Simone was playing Moonlighter. Hey, and Ashley was playing Pokemon. Yeah, and yeah. everyone else was playing Smash. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't high five. I'm sorry, I had a oh, thing wow. in my hand. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes, I saw because I also don't have very many friends. It just says one friend online, Allegra, oh. and I'm like, oh, I bet I know what she's playing. <laughs> oh, Smash Allegra, forever. my time with Pokemon is slow to a crawl, a Why? very desperate crawl. <laughs> my issue with Pokemon is that um, 
I have gotten to, uh, this. I'm not even very far in the game. That's the worst part. Um, <laughs> I only have three gym badges. Like I'm an idiot. Uh, no, the, the the thing is with Pokemon is that because you're supposed to, I'm assuming, split your time evenly between battling trainers and catching Pokemon to level up. I am at this point where I think like, with every gym you approach, there's always an inevitable kind of grind, a little grinding period you need to do. But no, stupid Ashley, who acquired a Charmander late in the game. By late, I mean, yes, I know. I, I only have three badges. Whatever. <laughs> it evolved to a Charmeleon. I'm like, on my way. On my way to a Charizard. This is going to be great. The next gym is Erica, grass type. I'm just going to destroy her. I'm going to level up this Charmeleon. This Charmeleon is, you know, the starter, as you know, like even if they don't do anything, when you call it back, it'll still get that experience, right? So I'm trying to level this Charmeleon. And I just can't, you know? <laughs> and I have all these other Pokemon that I kind of get that I'm like, all right, you're level two, 22, 3, 4. Okay, uh, it, this is doable. All the Pokemon I'm fighting now are like level 30-ish, 31. You know, you can... No, Ashley, you can't because I have battled so many trainers that I am, I've like pretty much run out of like feasible trainers to battle, which makes me realize, okay, so do I have to just walk around in the tall grass and waste all these Pokeballs I have on the sixth Jigglypuff this week? <laughs> So many Jigglypuffs, I don't even know what to do. And I was like, this is dumb. I don't need any more. Fought a trainer with a Wigglytuff, <laughs> which she used facade, and just one hit killed like three of my Pokemon, was outraged, did the thing where I pressed the home button, I closed the application because I didn't want to lose, which is dumb because it's not like a Final Fantasy game where it's like, oh, game over, start from the beginning. All you do is like, what, pay a small amount of money to the yeah. trainer and keep going. But I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm not, I'm going to keep my 480 whatever currency I have. I'm not paying you shit. So I quit out of the game. I did it again. I did this about six times no. uh, yesterday alone. Oh, no. Um, and I don't know what to do. I really want to level up my fire Pokemon. I want to level up my Vulpix. And she's level 29, which is great. But again, one hit killed this tiny little fox. No defense. What do I do? I don't fucking know. Then I got an an ice full picks, which I was like, oh, this is so good. My game's been made. She's beautiful. It's ice. It's another ball picks. One <laughs> hit killed. One hit killed. Again, again, no, this game isn't for children or I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> How did this happen to you? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. I only have three badges, Simone. <laughs> I'm not that far into the game. What am I doing wrong? Because first I was like, I'm totally winning at this game. 12-year-old me would be so happy. I'm playing this and I'm like, I, I just can't. And they can't. said it was dumbed down. And I just, I can't believe it. And then, as a consolation, I went into the Celadon City department store, bought a ton of accessories for my Eevee. <laughs> and good. That's a good concession. <laughs> I mean, is it? Because it's like, oh, Ashley, you spent this money on these beautiful midnight sunglasses for your Eevee. You got her a cute little hat. You got her some flowers. You got her a bandana. Oh, wait, what are you going to heal your Pokemon with? You need to buy super potions. You blew it all on Marnie, which is my Eevee's name. And Marnie looks really, really great. But everybody is dying and really poor. And my Charmeleon is still a Charmeleon. And I don't think I'll ever get it to level up again. Oh, God. No, I have start. a trick for you. Rare candies? Well, let me tell you. Oh, I only have three of those. That's not my trick, but that, that is definitely an option. 
Have you been to the daycare yet? I have, but I only saw one daycare in like the wild grass out in the outer lands. <laughs> I, I gave it a level 12 Spiro and I left and I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't know where the daycare is again. Okay, go to the map. <laughs> and they can only carry one Pokemon at a time. That's lame. That oh. Spiro better be like level 57. <laughs> I left it there like 10, 12 hours ago. I'm 19 hours into this game and I only have three gym badges. What am I doing? <laughs> Okay, go find the daycare on the map. I can't! Go it's not listed on the map! I don't know where it is. Go back to the daycare. Get your stupid ass spear out of there. What? <laughs> Put your Charmeleon in there. Why did you have a Because it was very early in the game and I didn't have room for anyone. And I was like, okay, I guess you can have this spear. It's Get pretty cool. I already had a bird. At the time, I already had a Pidgey and it was like wrecking people. And I was like, all right, well, I'll keep this Pidgey. Why don't you have the spear? I don't use the Pidgey or the Pidgeotto. I mean, I I don't know, um, but I hope that Spearow's fucking jacked like Sonic because it's been there. <laughs> it's been in that daycare for a long time. I don't know where it is, Allegra. I thought about that too yesterday. I was like, if only I could give this to a daycare. I just I can't. Why is there Allegra? Explain. <coughs> I thought they were oh so sorry. What the hell? Ashley, you are literally killing me. I have like 25 hours in and I'm almost done with this game. I'm not good at That's it. I'm 19 hours into this game. What am I doing wrong? I, I wish we knew. Badges. Like, What have I done for 19 hours? That's what I want to know. I'm not, know. I'm not that far. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what, what we're going to do. I'm going to trade you a good Pokemon who can kill everything for you. So you can get out of wherever, whatever rut you're in. I'm stuck at the, the Team Rocket building in Celadon City. Mm-hmm. I barely made it out alive with the Jesse and James thing. Their, po- their poison Pokemon are just... I hate poison Pokemon. They're going to be the death of me. You know what? That fucking Arbok going to be the death of me. And you know what I wanted to do? I had an Arbok once. I mean, I still do, but it's level 23, which same problem with the Charmeleon. Won't level up. Won't level up, which means when I am grinding, right? This stupid ass Charmeleon absorbs all this experience like a sponge. And all of my other level 29 Pokemon, my beautiful Weeping Bell, my Eevee, you know, my Psyduck, my Hypno. That's right. Evolved Drowsy to a fucking Hypno by now. Only three chip patches. I have a Hypno. But wait, they're not but getting wait. any expert. They're getting meager little scraps while Charmeleon feasts on this turkey and everyone else gets like the carcass. And none of my Pokemon are strong enough to fight the gym leader because I'm trying to level this shit ass Charmeleon. <laughs> and I don't even like Charmeleon. He only has one he fire sucks. move. <laughs> he sucks. My Vulpix is better. And yet, I don't know. Every one hit kill, it's a small little fox. It's like the size of a cat. <laughs> What do I do? This fucking giant ass snake just stung my cat to death. It's dead. Why do I? And the thing is, is that when I lose these battles, I'm quitting the game. So I'm not even saving. So why do I have 19 hours on record? You put way more time in than that. You've literally probably played it for as much as I have. Why are you laughing at her pain? I think we need to, between this episode and next week's episode, we're going to have some 
Pokemon therapy for Ashley. There's a lot of training. I just we have think to do. someone <laughs> should. Ju- there should be a camera over my shoulder because I just want to know where these hours are going and what I'm doing. That's that is the argument for a surveillance state. Three badges. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to hear some emails from our listeners Please. who wrote in about uh, Spongebob? Yes. <gasps> yeah. And other things, I think, but mostly Spongebob. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, as you remember from our episode a couple weeks ago, uh, we talked about Spongebob memories and how much the show meant to all of us after the creator passed away. So, I have some emails for you. Dear my favorite podcast hosts and video game nerds, when I was eight years old, my house burned down. It was a really stressful time, and the few days after it happened, I spent with my aunt and my cousins. One of the things that helped me get over the greatest sadness of my little eight-year-old mind had felt was one episode of SpongeBob. My cousin had just gotten an iPad, and I watched this one episode over and over again for several days. It was the episode where SpongeBob takes a bus down to the town where the one person (gasps) he meets speaks with blowing raspberries. (laughs) And he has the most trouble, capitalized, getting back to Bikini Bottom. To this day, whenever I'm feeling down, watching that episode all the way through automatically makes me feel better. This was a lot of buildup, but my question for you is, is there an episode of SpongeBob or any cartoon that never fails to make you feel better? Thank you, Murphy, a SpongeBob-loving Aussie. That's such a good episode. Definitely that that episode is in there. Yeah. For me personally. Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom is one. so good. It's oh. very scary also. It, it was very <laughs> scary, actually. <laughs> we got actually another um email about that uh from Selena. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I promise this is a SpongeBob story. As like a preteen, I had super bad insomnia. After 9 p.m., TV was already a minefield of spooky scary, so I'd stick to Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon because fear racked my tiny idiot body. At about 10 or 11 p.m., daylight savings depending, SpongeBob would come on until about 1 or 2 a.m. Just lots of bright yellow sponge to keep my mind off what I thought would be my inevitable death during my sleep. I did this for ages, pretty much until I went into high school and got the internet, so then it was Gaia online forums until the sun rose and the sleep demons would lose their powers, or whatever it was I thought would happen. SpongeBob since then has always hit this part in my brain that's like, it's all good, just relax and enjoy the yellow prism. That's it. P.S. Rock Bottom did not help, and whenever it was on, I'd watch whatever <laughs> landfill four-hour-long movie was on, from the 40s was on the old movie channel. Oh. <laughs> Rock Bottom is really creepy. Like, it's basically a nightmare in that SpongeBob gets lost. There's literally no way to get back except for this one ghost-ass bus where every time he, like, turns to look at it, it zooms away and it comes back. My favorite is when he puts his hand on the candy bar and as he presses it, you hear the bus, like, revving its engine, like, and then he grabbed it and then it just, it's It's so good. And then, yeah, he can't really understand what anyone's saying because they just keep, like, blowing raspberries and it takes so long to talk to them and then Spongebob starts talking like that too uh, it's such a good episode I, I, I 
That it's ringing bells now that you're saying he, that he was supposed to go to uh, an amusement park called Glove World, and he had oh. a big, <laughs> he had a big like rubber glove, like a Mickey Mouse rubber glove, like on his head. He had like a rubber glove balloon, and then he's like, "Oh, it's okay." He so he gets lost there, right? And he's really hungry, so he's like, "Oh, I know, I have like glove candy from Glove World," and they look like little pezes, but they're like little <laughs> hands, little gloves, and he dumps them in his mouth, and he spits him out, and goes. Ew, glove flavored. And then, like, right after, his, like, what gets me is not just that, but, like, after he says that, his face returns to the most, like, apathetic, bitchy, resting face. Like, right after, he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, another creepy episode. I can't, I think it's called Wormy. I cannot remember. Is one where they're watching the caterpillar for Sandy, and then it turns into a butterfly. Do you remember that? Oh, the was that the worm that sounded like a dog? Oh, God. It started Maybe. barking. Yeah. And then, like, so you keep seeing it metamorphosize, <gasps> and they just have live-action clips that no! are, like, close up. No, I know what you're talking about. That that scared the shit out of me. Every and time it still that, does. My sister hated that, so every time that episode would, was on, I'd be like, oh, our favorite episode. My sister would be like, yeah. do not do that. Because, we yeah, it's like a this. cute, bright cartoon. And like Allegra said, like, once it turns into a butterfly, I think they, like, go up close to the jar and then they show an extreme close-up of like the head of a butterfly which is like a huge like insect head and there is the worst like loud buzzing and then there's like a scary they keep like cutting that in and then like they start screaming and they run around and every time they look at it it's like a fucking horror movie like and everybody's like oh my god including me I would also scream I really hated that they did they should have put like a trigger warning on that episode. It's so <laughs> scary. That episode is really disturbing. Oh, I never want... Oh, thanks, Allegra. Now I'm remembering <laughs> it. It was antennas were twitching. Yeah. Ew. It's a butterfly. This is an effed up show. All right, we've got one last email from Jess. <laughs> Hi, Polygon Show. When you guys mentioned sharing Spongebob-related memories, I immediately recalled the very first time I saw the show. I had gone to sleep over at my friend Megan's house. We were both excited to watch this fun new show, but first we had to sit through the Kids' Choice Awards, which definitely went on for about five hours. (laughs) Megan fell asleep at some point. She was a heavy sleeper, so I had no hope of waking her for this historic event. But I clearly recall sitting there in the dark watching the premiere of Help Wanted. From the swarm of anchovies to the tiny Tim montage, I knew I was seeing something different, something special. It felt as though the show had been tailor-made for me as a weird seven-year-old who wanted to be a a marine biologist, and it still holds a special place in my heart about 20 years later. Thank you for the wonderful show, and keep up the great work, Jess. Aww. That's really nice. That's a nice note to end on, isn't it? I like marine biologists. I know that's a weird statement, (laughs) but I I really, I admire them. I think it's a really interesting field, and all of them are, like, super passionate and really care about all these sea creatures, which is so nice. Yeah. And they watch the Did you read the article about the marine biologists and the seals who have eels the up The eels nose? up their nose and how that scientist quote urged the seals to make better choices. <laughs> I Gen- memorized this article. I would gently it was crazy. plead with them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my it God. was very good. It should, if you just google monk seal eel um, it's no. the, the, the only thing gross. I know about of this is because people were talking about it in Slack, and um, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like that they suspect <laughs> that teenage monk seals got into putting eels up their noses, and These the scientists are like, "Don't, 
It's like stop luck. Stop it. We are humans, and our our teens want to eat Tide Pods, so we're we're we really no better than the the seals. We are no better than the eels. <laughs> we are no different than the the seals. What seals <laughs> and eels? I do have to say, like that scientist urging them to make better choices is like. Uh, I saw this one thing about how someone was at the dog park, and they saw <laughs> like a dog's owner just go like, like no, like don't do that, and then like in a lower voice say. Talked about this. <laughs> it's like the same. She's trying to reason with an animal. It is like that. Please, please think about what you're doing. Oh my god! All right, that's all for this week's episode of the Polygon Show. If you have emails that you want to send to us, you can send them to Polygon Show at Polygon. Dot com, And as always, we really appreciate it if you review the show on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend about it and make sure that they review the show. And then that friend has to tell two people to review the show. And then those friends each have to get three people. And that's how we're going to have a multi-level marketing scheme. So love that. <laughs> Capitalism. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. This has been The Polygon Show. Before you go, to help inspire your holiday gift giving, we have a very special advertiser message from Lego. Check it out. This is the story of how a single childhood gift sparked a lifetime of creativity. It began with those tiny colorful bricks that we're all familiar with. Once I started building with Lego, it really clicked with my brain. It really is this versatile medium of creation. That's Grant Davis and Jason Alleman. They work together on this year's winning concept for Lego Ideas, a platform for fans to showcase builds and possibly have them manufactured by the company. They created a workable pop-up book that tells the stories of Jack and the Beanstalk and Little Red Riding Hood, complete with a 3D grandmother's cottage and a telescoping beanstalk. I can't remember a time when I didn't want to make a Lego pop-up book. When he posted one of his prototypes, as soon as I watched that video, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like a lot of us, Grant and Jason got Lego sets as kids, and those early gifts continue to influence them to this day. So the first ever set I got as a gift was this little temple in the jungle, and there was a, a mean lion. The first Technic forklift. It just blew my young mind that you could make these things that, like gears that mesh together and a steering system that worked out of these like little plastic pieces. For the record, Grant builds and photographs intricate jungle-themed Lego worlds, and Jason creates kinetic Lego sculptures. They trace that back to those first childhood sets. And now, the pop-up book set that they collaborated on will inspire the next generation of Lego builders. When I think about the fact that some kid might get my set for Christmas, it makes me think that you know, I'm going to be influencing the next generation, providing them with the, the imagination and the initiative to start making their own things, their own stories. With Lego, every gift has a story. Start your story today at your local Lego store. Thanks for that message from our sponsor, Lego. To learn more, go to lego.build slash polygon. That's again, lego.build slash polygon. Or simply tap the link in the show notes to get started.